humility is the solid foundation of all virtues. This is according to Confucius, the ancient Chinese philosopher. I'm Mike Austin, and this is Flourish, a podcast where we look at powerful ideas and learn to put them into practice so we can flourish and help other people to do the same. Our topic today is humility and leadership. In recent years, many leaders have begun to see the value of humility for both themselves and the culture of their organizations. Even so, there's still a good deal of confusion about this trait. What is humility? I think we've all experienced or seen false humility. Somebody might deny the gifts or talents that they have, uh, to constantly deflect any praise you give them. Or maybe uh, I'm falsely humble because I think I'm a worse person than I actually am. But based on my own research uh, in my book, Humility and Human Flourishing and elsewhere, I think we can see that the humble person is somebody who has several different qualities, at least to some degree. And so what I want to describe is what we can think of as the ideally humble person, somebody um, who's perfected this virtue. So let's keep in mind, we can't achieve that kind of perfection but it's a target, it's a goal, and we can make real progress in our quest to be truly humble if we so choose. We can become more and more like this, but imperfectly. So here are some things that are true of the humble person. First, the humble person has self-knowledge, right? If I'm humble, I have some knowledge about my virtues and my vices, my limitations, both personal limitations and limitations I have just because I'm a human being. The humble person will not think of other human beings in terms of their status, but rather appreciates the fact that all of us have the same basic value, just because we're human. And the humble person won't seek that kind of status for herself, at least not for its own sake. Uh, She'll be mostly concerned, or rather mostly unconcerned, about how others see or think of her. The humble person also knows that much of the credit, in fact most or all of it, in most cases, for her talents, her abilities, accomplishments, virtues, does not belong to her, right? It belongs to somebody else, uh, good fortune. Uh, if she has a, a religious faith, she might ascribe that credit to God. Next, the humble person will tend to put the interests of other people ahead of his own. This is where humility uh, leads to action. If I'm humble, I'm willing to make sacrifices for the good of other people. Not everybody, in the history of philosophical thought at least, has been a fan of humility. Enlightenment-era philosopher David Hume, he rejected humility. He thought it served no good purpose. According to Hume, humility did not increase your fortune, for example. It didn't make you more valuable as a member of society. It made you poor company, right? Other people wouldn't enjoy being around you. And it makes your own life a lot less enjoyable to you, right? You receive less pleasure from your life if you're humble at least in the ways that that Hume understood this virtue. Yet the evidence shows that these kind of criticisms of humility are in fact mistaken. Studies show that humility is a trait with great value for individuals and organizations. Humility, for example, has been linked with better job performance and excellence in leadership. Humble people have better relationships. They avoid deception. Uh, They tend to be more forgiving, more grateful, and cooperative in the best senses of those terms. In fact, a recent set of studies also shows that humility fosters generosity. People who are are humble tend to be more generous, both with their time and their money. Now, also in addition to this, uh, humility 
despite what Hume said, can actually advance your fortune in the world. Humility is a distinguishing trait of the CEOs of many successful organizations. This connection between humility and generosity also shows that it does make the humble person a more valuable member of society. Other people see humble individuals as both well-adjusted and kind, and the evidence from psychology, philosophy, and theology shows that humility really is a virtue. It's a trait that has value for individuals and organizations. I would argue the path to true success as a leader starts with humility. True humility also keeps us on that path. So what does all this mean for a leader in the culture they want to foster? I think we can derive several lessons. We'll focus on four here today. First, a humble leader will focus on their own character and actions. Right? They'll focus on themselves, on their character, on what they do. That's the foundation of good leadership. It starts with the leader. A good leader must pursue with grit a life and a style of leadership that are characterized by humility and other virtues but humility will be foundational. A second takeaway is that the humble leader will also admit their limits and their mistakes. When they do this, it fosters an environment of trust. Doing so frees up other people within an organization to take risks. They know that a mistake or even a failure will not necessarily and automatically cost them their job or even the chance to advance within the organization. This kind of admission of mistakes helps the leader be more successful as a leader because they're willing to rely on the expertise and the gifts of those within their organization. They don't need to maintain an illusion of sort of radical independence of pure self-sufficiency, of not needing anyone or anything else. Uh, third, a humble leader will focus less on themselves and more on others. Right? So a leader who's trying to cultivate the virtue of humility in themselves as well as a culture of humility in their organization can do so by not thinking of themselves so much, right? C.S. Lewis puts it this way, quote, humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. Fourth, a humble leader will stay true to their values. Look, a humble leader is going to be somebody who puts people first, and when they do that, it's contagious, it spreads. If you do put people first and stay true to those kind of values, you'll see a culture where there's trust, honesty, generosity, commitment to each other, and the larger vision of the organization. Now, humility alone won't deliver all of these things, but it can get you and those you lead moving strongly in the right direction. It can help create a culture that's primed for success, where people are able to do their best work and remain committed for the long haul. James Barry, the creator of Peter Pan, said this, Life is a long lesson in humility. Let's keep learning that lesson. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. If you'd like to, go to anchor.fm forward slash flourish with MWA and leave a voice message with a comment or a question. I'll choose some of these to address in future episodes. You can also connect with me or send a question on Twitter uh, at Michael W. Austin. That's on Twitter at Michael W. Austin. I'd love to hear from you there and carry on a conversation about humility and leadership. Until then, remember, through careful thought and sustained passion, you can truly flourish and help other people do the same.